I'm gonna buy a paper doll that I can call my own. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Chosen by Committee, the podcast where myself, Josh Heron, Christopher Munden, and John Rosenberg read through every Pulitzer Prize winning play since 1918, so you don't have to, or perhaps, so you'll join along with us. I am, my name is Josh Heron. I am. Uh, a third grade teacher, theater reviewer. I've done both of those things in the last week, which is exciting. I am joined <laughs> by uh, the ever dashing and athletic Christopher Munson. Fresh off the tennis court. Hello. And uh, and uh, father of a of a tantrum child, uh, John Rosenberg. Hello. Uh, and today we are going to talk about 1943's Pulitzer Prize winning play, Thornton Wilder's Skin of Our Teeth. Um, and I said last week that I saw this play in high school, which I did. But I think I had a crush on someone who went to that high school and I left after the first act. <laughs> I didn't try to make out with him. Um, when you have to reading this play, I don't know if that was such a bad idea. Um, uh, I'll take a stab at explaining it. Please. Um, So, A Skin of Our Teeth is about the Antrobus family, and Antrobus means um, Greek, or means human in Greek. Oh, okay. And it's sort of a heady... I There are parts of this play I actually, I would say, I really, really like. Um, It's very shticky, and I think some of the shtick is sort of fun. Um, But it's a lot of shtick. So let me see if I can parse through all the shit. So the Antrobus family is a sort of four-person nuclear family, mom, father, son, daughter, in New Jersey, Excelsior, New Jersey. And they live simultaneously in mid-century 1940s America and in the Stone Age. Um, Mr. Antrobus is simultaneously sort of like the creator of the alphabet and the multiplication table and the wheel, but also sort of like is a commuter traveling to and from uh, a New Jersey suburb. Um, they have a sort of vampy housekeeper named Sabine who breaks the fourth wall quite often and like as an act is an actress who like doesn't like the play. Um, in a sort of a way- I hate this play. I hate every line in this play. This oh, is it's what stuff. she says. Yeah, she's like, I don't yeah. want to do this. It's awful. Like at some point they like drag her back on stage. And I'm, I keep thinking about how this is similar and not to Our Town, which we had differing opinions about, but uh, Our Town is a play I really like. And I think- I think I like this one more. Interesting. Because I think you can see some of his impulses in both. I think there's like similar impulses, I think they're just used a different effect, but like there's a stage manager in this play, not the same kind of stage manager as in our town, but it is very theatrical and breaks this wall. Um, and so by the end of the first act, the ice age is coming and, mm-hmm. um, and the Antrobuses bring in like a motley queue of like, they refer to them as refugees and it's like Homer and Moses and the muses and muse and emus and misty muse and they they survive by the skin of their teeth the ice age and then the second act comes oh and the sun is 
um, is Cain. Um, right. So they're also sort of Adam and Eve and Cain. And then the second act, he's been elected president of the mammals. And it's also sort of positioned to be like Noah's Ark, but they're Atlantic City. And so all of animals have come two by two to this like inaugural convention. The housekeeper has been, has won a beauty contest and is trying to seduce Miss Atlantic uh, City, 1942. Yeah. Thank you. And it's trying to seduce Mr. Archibos. And at this point, it actually reminded me quite a bit of, of the icing. Um, with the beauty contest and sort of the light political stuff. And then there's going to be a big flood. And they survive that by the skin of their teeth. And then the third act, they just finish a war. And it seems to be that the son, Cain, is sort of an aggressor in the war and is causing tension. Um, he fought for the enemy, didn't they say that? Yes. And then, but I don't, from, oh, and then all of these like assist, like they, the cast is running short. And so they like, they this ragtag group of assistants plays like the like famous philosophers. And it's also time pieces. Um, and the play, it sort of just ends. And I, I, I think they, and they survive. It ends back at the beginning. Again. Back at the beginning, right. That was, I'm, I'm confused even telling that again. Um, and so it's interesting because I think of Our Town as a play that has like, a, like it's conceptual. There's like a small concept of like, there's a stage manager and he's presenting a play and we're going to go through the story, but it's really linear and very clear. And I think, I think it's very neat. Uh, John disagrees. This well, he thought it was almost too neat, I think. Like this, I feel like takes some of that stuff and just like puts everything in a blender and is like, let's like, why not add this? Um, like it's, it's sort of like, it's maximalist theater. Um, it's super ambitious. It's meta-theatrical again. Yeah. It's about like, yeah, mankind. And it's almost like the war at the end and the flood and like, what is the meaning of any of this? And it's, it's right as, I guess, US is already in World War II, but it's certainly the war, the world is at war. And the phrase skin of our teeth refers to how the United States survived the Great Depression. It's like, we survived this by the skin of our teeth. And I don't know. It's a theatrical play. I think it would be an interesting play to see live. Yeah, I would love, I mean, I would love to see it live. I would love to see it done well. I think, I mean, I, I think I'm, I'm more interested. I think I'm more interested in the, I'm less interested in the sum of its parts and more interested in the parts. Like, I think mm. the sum of its parts is less than like its individual pieces. Like, I think, yeah, I think, like, I think Mm -hmm. Go on. I think if you like pull the, I think like if you pull each strand out, I'm like that's sort of interesting. Like I like this idea of this actress like not want, like of sort of like being in the play and not wanting to be in the play. I like I can deal with that. Like I like this man being 
a caveman and a New Jersey. Like, I think that's sort of fun. And there's stuff to be in this. Like, I like these sort of like non, like these nonsensical interrelated acts that are like cyclical. Um, like, but when you combine it all together, I, it feels very messy. Um, John has used the word clean to describe many plays that he really likes. And I haven't really like understood that until I hit this or when this feels messy. Um, and and, I, and I, I sometimes would use messy in a good way, but this feels messy in a bad way. Um, like it feels very convoluted. What do you think, John? Um, I'm, you know, like, I did, honestly, this play gave me fucking eye cancer. And like, it just, I was just imagining like in 1943, like people at war watching this piece of fucking shit play and being like, this is what we're fighting for. <laughs> like, uh, I thought but it was, asked that question. I, I don't know. Fuck, I, this, I, fuck this play. This play, this play is fucking disgusting. And oh, it offended Jesus. me to my core. Like so quick, like, Why did it, okay. So, so where did is it just the meta theatricality from? Um, I think, I don't have a problem necessarily with metro theatricality. I find it dangerous when people use it as a way of controlling how you feel about a play for like, so that's what I don't like about it. I don't like, I, I guess I can feel, I feel like our town does that. Like, and I don't mind, like, I, I don't like, I feel like this, the meta theatricality is sort of, I don't know, it doesn't feel like it, like, I think that's, it doesn't, like, if the theme is that, like, the human race will survive and, like, we'll find a way through grit or luck or will or the Murder. power of letters, right, um, that doesn't feel like it's, like, I guess it, that's what, it doesn't feel like the meta-theatrical, like, techniques he's using don't feel like they contribute to that at all. No, I, I don't I don't feel like they do. And you know, I feel like I think the problem I have with this dude is I feel a contempt from him in his plays for audiences and like yeah man. Like it just I, I'm interested to hear what Chris liked about it and like but it's just I think for me, like Jesus fucking Christ, man. I don't know. I mean, this is one where if you guys had been like, I really fucking love this play, I would have <laughs> said all the reasons why I hate this play. But I mean, compared to Robert Sherwood, Jesus, this guy's like <laughs> trying something and That's it's interesting. Good. And like, so let me ask this what is he, so what is he trying to do then? It's 1942. This is before Ionesco. This is before, like, uh, Jean Genet. This is, like, not long after Brecht or contemporary to Brecht. This, like, we take it for granted, I think, like... That Brecht is fucking whack, too? Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it's I love like it before... when John, like, I like that you're, like, there's this whole school of theater that lots of people like, 
and like has a whole rich history of like fuck it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, fuck it. And it's in in I to me, that. I see like where modern day stuff, how it all comes from stuff like this. And I wish I had a time machine and I could go back and make certain it happens. So there's so many people doing whack shit. I mean, I think it suffers a little from what our town does. That it's, I think it ha- does have like a, what you said, clean, like a neatness, and like I think it's the opposite of clean. Well, yeah, but like using the Bible, using the flood, calling it mankind. Give me a break, you know. Um, it's trying. What do you mean? Hard. What do you mean? Yeah. What do you mean by "give me a break"? So in our town, he was he was trying to be like the the ideal American town. This is like the American play. This is and this is about like human existence. And I think he's doing it the same again. And and to call your title character the Greek for mankind to have the son be Cain and able to, to have like the flood and to, um, I don't know. It's pretentious. It's pretentious is what it is. Yeah. A lot. Um, I, but you but, know, so, Oh, go ahead. No, go on. I think there's something beautiful just in the sense that like, all the like the idea of mankind or, or person or humankind that like me right now there's been millions of versions of me before me and they all live inside of my bones or like through my instinct or something like that i think that's interesting but like this is like it's like campy with the fucking dinosaurs and like campy is a good way of putting it yeah it, it's campy and it's it's like to me, it's almost like Suckering. I'm above. I'm above reproach. My my actors could hate the play and be like, "I hate this play," but my shit is above reproach, and well, I can do even whatever has, the fuck I want on stage. He has the actors say they hate the, the play, and but so I don't know. You gave Robert Sherwood so much benefit of the doubt, so much benefit of the doubt, and like. This guy, he's having the actors say they hate the play on stage. He's having them, like, say, this scene is dumb. Let's fucking skip it. Right. Like, I don't know. Like, he, I think that would make it a very interesting play to see. And I think he's, like, um, he's saying he's not, beyond reproach and he's saying like you know you are seeing this play and you can take what you want from it okay so we should like get across and put him up on it and leave him there for three days i mean to me it's the same like but it's like it's like did thorin wilder like did he touch you as a child (laughs) (laughs) 
Like, did you have to sit through some like really heinous production of Our Town? It's, it's very possible that I blocked. Did your mother do Our Town, John? Is that what no, this she... is about? Did like, you have to did be the, uh... did the visceral? Like, I didn't love this play, and I, I, and it's hard because I love Our Town, and I, and it's hard is I think there are parts of this play that are so me, um, like what parts? Oh, like the, like I love the dinosaur thing. I think that like I yeah. like huh. I think that's okay. I, I think the campiness is so fun. Um and I think a good production would like <laughs> Were I, you I, picturing I, Bonnie? Uh no I was picturing I was thinking of Fred Flintstone. I was so, picturing Bonnie and, that, and it made I saw this um on Broadway there was a production of On the Town and they go to the Museum of Natural History and there's like a dancing fossil. Mm. Uh-huh. I was sort of imagining that. And then I was trying to remember, like, what the fuck this high school did. Um, but it's a big cast. So, yeah, high school production would be good. But and also a professional yeah. production, it would be tough. Um, Someone yeah, in Philly is going to, or was going to do this, right? Quintessence is still, I mean, I think, who knows? But they're, they're not starting live shows until the winter. In it, okay. Um, it'd be interesting uh, to see what someone would do with it. I mean, I think I could, I, if it, I, I could see a, 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 like a production of it, like, I could see a, me leaving a good production of this being like, oh my God, I love this play. Um, I don't think it does great on, I don't think it like jumps off the page. No, uh, it no. doesn't. And there are like, I legitimately find, found the second and third acts like very confusing. Um, like the I- The third like, act, yeah, the war and- oh. It's not clear what we're supposed to draw from that. And it doesn't feel like there's any, like the stakes while being like cosmically very big, like human existential existence, like on the page feel very like, what are we, like everything feels very like inessential. Mm -hmm. All the main characters survive. Or non-consequential, yeah. Gladys has a baby, the daughter has a baby, but what are we supposed to draw from that? I don't know. Um, Henry, the murderer is a general, which is, and fought for the opposite side, which is interesting, but. What is his, how does his storyline resolve? I'm like trying to, I, like. <sighs> I don't know. Do they do, not just like live happily ever after or unhappily ever after as the case may be? They live ever after and we are left. Sabina says at the end, like, um, you know, you have to go write the rest of this play. Live your lives. That's the play. Which reminds me, does remind me of my favorite ending of any musical of all time. Is uh, it Oklahoma? Jesus Christ Superstar. Once in this island, which has not won any Pulitzers. Um, but the whole thing is sort of like, it's like the play is being told to a little girl. Um, and then... What was we, that movie with... Um, with the guy from Wendy is Pee-wee's the big. endless story, the the never-ending story. The never-ending story. He's not in the. No, first you're thinking of the Princess Bride. Oh, the is it the Princess Bride? You are the Princess. Bride. Oh, the never-ending story. Is, I love. I love the never-ending story. Um. Oh, but at the end of Onesons Island, the last production number is called "Why We Call Why We Tell the Story," and it sort of is like inviting the audience to like tell the story to someone they know because that's how like that's how humanity lives on and like 
every fucking time. I'm just like, oh, I want to tell the story. Yeah, uh, I think without reading this play, seeing it live, if if I could keep my heart from being completely dead and cynical, I think I would enjoy this in the moment. And maybe it's one where it doesn't, in an extent, hold up really well to like, what is this play about? What does it mean? Mm. Like overanalyzing it doesn't work, but I think seeing it would, you would be, you'd be taken with it. It has big ideas and it, it is but a I theatrical so I guess that's, that's maybe my question is, I think it has big ideas, maybe sorry, I interrupted you. No. I think it has big ideas or it has big, I don't know if it has big ideas. Like I think it, it doesn't. Has, it has it the big scope. And Mo has a big it scope. It's fucking, it it fucking the, full of itself, dude. It has the trappings of something that has big ideas. But I think that's the thing is like when you're left with the words on the page, it's sort of like this dude was a novelist, right? He wrote three. He did. I mean, he wrote um, he wrote two Pulitzer Prize winning plays, but yeah, he did. Yeah. He wrote. Um, I, I always say the bridge over River Kwai, but it no, wasn't. Stan Lewis Ray. Sam Lewis, right. And then he wrote is, um, good. a comedy called The Matchmaker, which is what Hello Dolly is based on. But apparently that's uh, the play version is lovely. Um, and like sort of anti-capitalist and interesting. Um, yeah, this had, I, I, would, I thought Our Town was conservative. This had more of, um, if not anti-capitalist, then um, yeah, left-wing political leanings, it seemed. It is interesting, sorry, that hour is in both titles. Hour. In, is it? In a, in a, I our just, teeth. Our town. Yeah, and I guess it's just like, I don't feel included in either of these fucking plays. It's about America, John. <laughs> and humankind. Right. And humankind, yeah. If you loved America and humanity, you would love these plays. Yeah, that's on you, I think. Yeah, no, you're, <laughs> you're right. You're right. Um, John, what's something you liked about it? I mean, like, he has, like, a obviously an understanding, because, you know, like, of, you know, near the beginning where, like, the husband was coming home and, it, you know, like... It's like when the husband came in, there was an analysis of how he really felt mm-hmm. versus to like what he said. Do you know what I mean? I can't remember what it was, but like, Christ, man, I just like the whole, all the fucking shit with the, he discovered the wheel or he invented the fucking wheel. I would have fucking left at that point. Just like, it's just fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> It's drawing a parallel, it seems, between human inventiveness and like a middle-class American commuter working in a New York office. And the parallel is what? I guess like, I don't know if that's like supposed to be even that thoughtful. Like, I think it's more like... No, I I don't think... think I I think that's more like funny. Like, I think it's more like sitcom-y. Like, wouldn't it be funny if like if the inventor of the alphabet like did it as a day job. Yeah, I was thinking about that because I was thinking about like 
um, uh, what's the Ionesco? Well, rhinoceros with the with the animals, but I was thinking about his plays and like Bald Soprano, right? I mean, I remember them being funny, Ubu Roy even, but like, and so, and I was thinking about the meta theatricality and a lot of the ones that I see now that work are, one, are like comedies, you know? Yeah. That like, they like break that fourth wall and it's like, it's funny. And this, it's like how, to what extent is this a comedy or would this draw laughs? I mean, I think it's about the performances. Um, I was reading a little bit about the performance history, apparently. So Tallulah Banquet, um, was like a famous yeah sort of there's a bunch of people in the cast but apparently like this was too little banquet show like she like she played sabine what did she play? she oh played, yeah and it oh, was that like, could apparently be a like apparently me. that's like and i don't think that she reads as a main character really um sort of in uh, the second act that's a really interesting like she she takes the husband and then she doesn't get him in the end um, her character's interesting in the second act, I thought. But I also, I mean, I feel like the women in the show are portrayed all, like really poor, like... Yeah, I, I think maybe some of what he does with Sabina rescues that. I don't know. Like, it's knowing in a way. But also, Mrs. Art, like, Mrs. Antrobus is, I wouldn't also say a very, like, she's not written with a lot of, like, compassion. Or at least, I mean, maybe you could play it with more compassion, but. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you'd have to make too, too many changes to, to make a contemporary feeling production. What would your dream production of it be? Mine is there's a performance of it and then a bomb is dropped on the building. <laughs> like uh, you, like that play last week. Yeah. John, uh, you're five? Uh, I'm outside the building because I called in the coordinates to the plane <laughs> of where to drop the bomb. You're protesting oh. outside. <laughs> Come on. Um, I do like the idea of it being Samina's play and making that a strong character. I, I like that character. So can I just ask a question real yeah. quick? What the fuck is the point of having a character be like, I hate this fucking play about a play that by design is messy and overindulgent and just so large in scope and confusing. What's the point? She's speaking for you, John. Why? Um, so what? My question is why? Be, ma why make that uh, a? Perf why make that an experience? Because it it brings us into it, and, and I think like, it brings us into the performance. It bring it like it makes it so it's not just like. Uh, didactic it's not just like a remove it's not just entertainment you know it's it's supposed to 
bring us into it and remind us that we are there experiencing it. But what, but I guess my question is, you take something like Our Town, which is a clean, concise play. You know, I don't care for it. But like what, if you put a character in that, that is like, I fucking hate this fucking play. (laughs) I would would love to. But but my point is, is like the play itself is like, by design, it's beautiful and very precise. You know what I mean? Like he is having a character comment on something that's like, I, I just don't see what's, what's so, so fucking. No. He's doing it intentionally. What, why is he doing it? I understand John? he's doing it intentionally. Why? I mean, I can think of reasons, but I, I don't think that we should assume that uh, on, right? It's like. No, no, no. That, I, I'm, interested, I, I'm sorry. I guess I'm interested to know, and w- because you enjoyed it more than I did, why you think that might be. Um. Beyond that genericness, um, you know, I think it is written during war. It's written when the United States is at war and when the rest of the world is in a in the depth of a war. It's coming on the tail end of a depression which we escaped from by the skin of our teeth. And so I think, like, there are reasons to dislike this world. There are reasons to dislike life and and the very fact of humanity. And and if this play is about that, then you would need a character to be like, I fucking hate this play. Ah. Uh. Because she too is a slave to capitalism. And a, a slave to, you know, cap- I don't know. It's not like there's anything better. Or, I, don't know, I shouldn't say that. It's not like any other system wouldn't have the same suffering. But then it's, I guess that, like, I think that's an interesting read, but then she's, some, she's like, at another point in the play, she doesn't want to do the scene because, like, a friend, like, sometimes reasons are. Really <laughs> Like, like because her friend just got left. I know I can't do this for a younger like, woman. Where I'm taking this woman's husband because my friend is here who like has been cheated on. Like it's all I don't know. I like yeah. I, it's I, not I neat. You're right. you're it's reading. not neat. Um, which is fine because we didn't say for you to give the definitive reason. We said for you to give a reason. Or John asked. Um, I don't know what my dream. I sort of think it would be a cool musical. Um, I think that would be really? even it out. Yeah, I think I think this is one of the things where like <laughs> I say it again. You say that about like everybody you don't like. <laughs> well, it would make me like it more. But like, I think it's like I think maybe it's like it's so messy that like maybe adding in another element would help. Um, wow. I don't know some fun dance numbers with like the with the. I don't know. I, oh, I, it just feels like I was thinking there was someone and there was a woman crying in the audience and I thought um, that scene that you just mentioned where Sabina doesn't want to do the scene mm-hmm. and then her friend starts crying in the audience. I was thinking that would be your role because of the role you had in high school in our town. 
Well, I'm so glad you remembered that. And uh, <laughs> I would have a much larger role. <laughs> you would have a much larger role. Well, um, you could co-play. What else would you be playing? I would be Sabine. I would be both of them. Oh, you would be. Um, but I, I also think, I think of this as a cartoon. Um, like Looney like Tunes? Sort of. The other thing <laughs> that reminds me of is, so it reminded me of... That's that, offensive to Looney Tunes. It reminded me of... <laughs> It reminded me of Green Pastures. Yeah, definitely. It reminded oh, because they're just like clear stuff. It reminded me of um, of the icing, and yep. then yep. part of it reminded me of and I. Our town. Yeah, well, our town, yeah. But also, um, have either of you seen Mr. Burns? Uh, oh, the um, the electric play. Yeah. About the Simpsons. Yeah, I saw that a couple times. It it has a bit that reminds me of that. Which I also think John would hate. Um, I think he he definitely. Oh, did I see that with you, John? No, you remember telling me about it when you saw it at the Wilma and how I much saw, you think the I Wilma puts with, on uh, terrible fucking work. Oh, I, I saw it with Deborah. I love that production at the Wilma. Um, you were wrong. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> next week, we have um, an interesting dilemma that, um, dear audience, we're gonna we're gonna talk about. And figure out so well already this week um we skipped a year this was the first time since i think like 1919 where there was a year missing right we went from did you, 1940 as a regi- to 1944 a resident pulitzer historian is there a reason for that do you know um so in in 1943 they they named a couple but they uh, including one by John Steinbeck, The Moon is Down by John Steinbeck, and another by Hyman Kraft. But at the end, they decided that um, that it's better not to give a poet, so we don't, we, there's nothing that we really want to give. Okay, so that was 42, and then 43, they gave it to this. And then in 44, there is also no Pulitzer given for drama, but... They give a special award for Rodgers and Hammerstein for Oklahoma for achievement. Well, so in 1944, the two of the three members of the committee wanted to give it to a play called The Voice of the Turtle, called John by John Van Druten. But Van Druten was not an American citizen, so they decided not to give a prize. And then it wasn't the Pulitzer Committee, it was like the Pulitzer Organization who um, gave a special award for Oklahoma, um, which had not been mentioned at all in the juror's report. Hmm. Yeah, so So I I don't know why they did that. So I think then we are going to, so here's my thing, is... I guess this is like my side quest of this podcast is that like, is getting you into musical theater is Oklahoma is an incredibly important American musical. Um, and there are some very, very cool recordings in that there's like their traditional one and the one that in the last revival, they really changed the sound of it. And I think it's really, I think you'd really enjoy listening to parts of it. Um, oh, right. That was, they did a, a recent revival, right? And people yeah. really liked it. Yeah, I, I saw it closing night and I really enjoyed it. Um, name drop or closing night drop. Um, <laughs> uh, 
So I would love to talk about it, but I think we were also talking about maybe doing it at the, either a special episode, maybe at some point soon, maybe we could do it right around, we do South Pacific, which is coming up and we could do like back to back, a little bit of a Rogers and Hammerstein fest. Um, I do sort of think it would be nice to listen to, like to talk about Oklahoma before we encounter that work, but we can also not because it didn't technically win a Pulitzer Prize for drama. Yeah, as a purist, if you go and look at the Pulitzer Prize, like their website of because all the years. it's not on the list. It's not on the list. So wait, I, I know you just said it, but so in 1944, what won? Nothing. Nothing won. They, they, so they didn't give it in 1942 or 1944. I must, I must think like, there was stuff going on with American theater then because of the war. Yeah, like this fucking horse shit fucking play. But Oklahoma was a smash. Like Oklahoma made like, like it, it, it like changed the world of theater. Like it made like, it was, I mean, like at the time, just like insane amounts of money and it ran for a very long time. I vote we do it, but we can like put a huge asterisk next to it. And Chris can also just not speak the whole time in protest. Would it, or do we, would mean, you want to, do you want to do, want to do it in a different order? I think we'd have, we either have to not do it. Which I think it, it can't just be a regular episode. I think we need to make it different, special in some way. And so either like we out it. of order, come back to it or like, yeah, it's all in song or... Okay. Oh, um, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it didn't win. It just didn't win. Like, there are other ones... I do just want to point out the fact that yeah. Chris is not an American citizen. All right, so maybe we should read uh, The Voice of the Turtle by John Van Druten. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. I, I maybe. should read that and you should yeah. read it. <laughs> yeah. And we should talk about it at the same time. I um, think it's a great idea. <laughs> um, that's really funny yeah so we'll read Oklahoma <laughs> and Chris is going to read The Voice of the Turtle and we'll all talk about it at the same time um, what if we I got think, like no, I, I do think we three should other peop- three other people to read Oklahoma that's not he us. just, he <laughs> just wants no, nothing Chris, to do with you this. have to encounter Oklahoma I will, um, we can watch it too, or we have like a watch party. And I would love to watch the Hugh, there's a Hugh, uh, Hugh Jackman one that's really good. Um, is that the recent one? Or it's the it's one before the different. recent one, like the 2002 one, which at the time was gritty, but then you're going to watch it and be like, it's long, um, so I'm down. Um, okay, so we're not going to do it for next week, we're going to go to Harvey, but I do think we need to have a series of special episodes for that, and we know there's a, there's, spoiler alert, there's some drama that appears with Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. Yeah. Oh, is it Who's Afraid of, Moon yeah, for the Mist- that didn't win. Yeah, it's, it, that didn't win. It was, the committee said this should win, and it didn't win. Yeah. But then, should we go back and, what was the one that shouldn't have won that we ended up reading? Well, the George right. Kelly one. Yeah, the show off. Versus, and there was uh, another one, wasn't there? Yeah, we didn't read that. So I guess we have to read what one and maybe we can come back and do a special episode in Oklahoma after we watch it or something. Out of or we could just do an all-American episode. Um, the other thing, that I, the other idea I had that I'm curious about is in the 80s, they start announcing the nominated plays along with the winner. 
like on the list you can see that and it's like but it's four or five players we'd have to read Three. I don't think we should do I think we should I don't think we should do one I think we should do one a week still but we read do, three plays a week no one play a week and then but like each year would take us three weeks at that point but I think it'd be fun to decide if we agree with who won or not sure let's do it this isn't going to happen for another like six months so I think it's great I, we can decide then do you see yeah. me like do you see me like I don't want this to end already um, I think it's fantastic it'll be so much fun Okay. By that so point, next week we're reading Harvey. Harvey by Mary Chase. Fantastic. Do you know what it's about? It's about the fucking rabbit, right? Yeah. Apparently, it's about, what? It's, about a, it's about a man who sees a rabbit. Uh, and I think, I, I have a friend who said they went and saw production in Chicago that like the angle of it was like they treated the mental health issues of the play very seriously. Oh dear. Um, uh, so the guy's crazy. Yes. Um, I don't think you're supposed to say that. Uh, Harvey, I want so Oklahoma. Schizo. That's that's the correct term. Oklahoma did win a polls, or just win a polls to press for drama. Can we do that's Oklahoma, the... please, please? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> It didn't win. It just didn't win. It did. It didn't. I don't know. Like this sucks. I there are plays I would have liked to win too. Wow, Chris, you totally sound like a dad. That's good. I know. I feel like a, I feel like a petulant child. Like I don't want to read the rabbit play. I want to read O K L A H O M A. Oklahoma. All right. Until next week, where we will not be listening or reading Oklahoma, but we will be reading or listening to Mary Chase's 1945 Pulitzer Prize winning comedy, Harvey. Until then, say goodnight, folks. Goodnight. Goodnight, folks. that are real when I come home at night she will be waiting she'll be the truest doll in all this world